will evangelize. And I'm going to do it in a way, in kind of a roundabout, uh, a roundabout fashion, uh, as we're going to look at part of the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. We're going to be reading there uh, in just a moment. And as I'm, as I'm reading this and as I'm going through this message, I just want you to have that in your mind. How am I going to share my faith and who am I going to share my faith with in 2022? You know, there were a lot of events that surrounded the birth of Jesus. Think about all the people that were involved. Think about uh, the prediction and the birth of John the Baptist. Think about how an angel appeared to Mary and then also, like I said at the, uh, at the uh, um, uh, service a few nights ago, uh, how he also appeared to Joseph in a dream as well. Then you have Mary and Elizabeth that they meet, and um, Elizabeth's baby leaps uh, in her belly, and uh, then she gets filled with the Spirit, and she starts to prophesy. Mary then sings a song, a song that gets permanently recorded in Scripture. Caesar makes a, uh, a, a decree that people should be counted. Uh, so Mary has to have a child along the road. An innkeeper doesn't have room for Mary and Joseph, so presumably they have to uh, sleep with the animals in a barn. Jesus is laid in a manger. Shepherds come. They worship Jesus. You have these magi, these kings, these wise men of some sort that are kind of a mystery to us. They come and give gifts to Jesus and these three guys, they scared Herod so bad that uh, Herod wanted to kill Jesus. And so an angel, uh, an angel warns Mary and Joseph. They go and they flee to Egypt. And uh, Herod gets so mad that he, uh, that he kills every child under two years old in Bethlehem. So that is a lot of people. I mean, that's a lot of events. That is a lot of angels speaking to people, a lot of things that are happening what I want to focus on this morning, and this is, this is kind of a continuation of, uh, of, of uh, I guess you would say, my comments or my, uh, my words from a couple of nights ago at our Christmas Eve service. This morning, I want to talk to you about the shepherds. I want to talk to you about these common shepherds that God used to be the first evangelist. And uh, like I said, I want you to think about how the Lord is going to help you to set some spiritual goals in 2022 to share your faith. I believe that evangelism is not a spiritual gift. I believe it's a spiritual discipline. Uh, just like reading our Bibles and praying, we should be intentional about sharing our faith and about talking to other people um, about Christ. And so I want to look at these shepherds this morning. I'm going to make several comments this morning about this scripture that we're going to read that may not necessarily be about sharing your faith directly, but we're going to kind of see these things as building blocks that lead into sharing our faith with others. So Luke chapter 2, stand with me, please, as we read these verses. Luke chapter 2, we're going to start reading in verse 8. And this is kind of the main section, one of the main sections of what we call the Christmas story in Luke. It says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping, flock, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, 
I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in their heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for these common shepherds just out in the fields. You spoke to them in a magnificent way. You showed them your glory, and you turned them into people that just proclaimed your name. And Father, I pray that you would do that in our life today. I pray that you would do that in our lives in 2022. I pray, Lord, that we would see your glory with such clarity. I pray, God, that we would encounter you in such a magnificent way. Lord, that we just can't help but praise you and proclaim you. That's what we ask today, Lord. I pray that you would help us to proclaim you and to praise you in all times and with all people. And we offer this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. So, uh, like I said, this is kind of the main section of the Christmas story recorded in Luke. It records the birth of Christ from the perspective of the shepherds. From the perspective of the shepherds. And these were common shepherds. Uh, we see this uh, in verse 8. We don't know their names. We don't know anything about them. We just know that they were in the region. The Bible says that they were shepherds. They were keeping watch over their flock by night. Obviously, there's obvious reasons why shepherds would do this uh, to protect the flock. But I love the fact that God first announced Jesus the Messiah, the birth to shepherds. I love that. Now think about this for a minute. Um, when you have a baby, who are the first people that you call and you tell about it? The first people when you have a baby. I mean, you text your closest family. You call your closest friends. I mean, the people that are like the most important people to you, those are the people that typically uh, you'll call or you'll text um, to let them know, hey, uh, the, the, the baby is here. Well, when God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be born in the world, he did not send his angels to make a proclamation to the upper echelons of society, to governors or to Caesar or the who's who in the religious community. The Bible says that he made this announcement just to what seems to be to us just these random country folks 
that were keeping their farm animals out in the same region. I love that. Shepherds um, are among, were among occupations that kind of were in a lowly place. They were considered untrustworthy by a lot of people. In fact, their work of tending the sheep often made them ceremonially unclean to participate in a lot of the worship uh, ritual. Um, but this band of angels that God sent to these ordinary folks who were tending their sheep and sent them to go and to worship at the feet of Jesus. These are the first people that we see worshiping the incarnate Christ. We see these shepherds uh, coming to him and, uh, and, and proclaiming him. This is one of the many instances in the Gospels that we see this. Uh, I made comments uh, about this at our Christmas Eve service, and I won't go through all that list again of all the different people that Jesus spoke to and ministered to, uh, and, uh, and, and he even said that he came to seek and to save the lost. But uh, suffice it to say that Jesus often associated and ministered to all of the social outcasts, tax collectors, adulterers, sinners, lepers, beggars, rough old fishermen like Peter, James, and John. And then here from the very beginning we see the people that first praise Jesus were these common shepherds well how did how did they how did they come to this point of praise well the glory of the Lord showed about them verse 9 uh, talks about this says an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear God showed himself to them in an amazing way why else would these shepherds, who obviously they needed to be out in the field guarding their sheep at nighttime, why else would they, seemingly, it looks like they completely abandoned their flock so that they would go and see this child was born? What would possibly make them behave in a manner that just would be outside the character of a shepherd who's just seeking to fulfill his responsibilities. What would make them do this? Well, God revealed himself to them. Do you know that whenever God reveals himself to you, whenever he speaks to you, when he does something significant in your life, it makes you do things and causes you to do things that maybe you typically wouldn't normally do. Um, and that's, that's what we see here. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. The angel, an angel appeared to them. Now, I don't know what this looks like. I, I, don't, I, don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever had an angel appear to me. Um, the Bible does say some have entertained angels unawares. Maybe, that, maybe that's happened. I, I can't say that I have ever seen an angel of the Lord. But it was more than that. The Bible says that uh, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And says, the glory of the Lord shone around them. We don't really have any specific details about what that looked like. But it had to have been absolutely magnificent. And it says that they were filled with great fear. You and I would have the same reaction. In fact, any time that God has really spoken to you and really made himself real to you, it has always struck you deep in your soul in a manner that either brought fear or joy or something that got your attention. And that's what happened to these, these fellas right here. They were scared. 
I would have been too. I mean, if I'm just out at night and, you know, I don't, I don't get scared with rustlings in the night or strange noises or whatever, but I think if I saw the, an angel appear to me and speak to me and the glory of the Lord, I'm pretty sure that I would fall down and tremble, and most everyone in Scripture um, has had that exact same experience. Whenever God is at work and whenever we experience His presence, it always leads us to fear and always leads us to awe Him. And, and that's, not, that's not the only thing that happened. There was an, an angelic announcement that happened um, uh, at, at that same moment. Verse 10 uh, through verse 12. says, The angel said to them, Fear not, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. You know, I find that almost every time God makes himself known to us, he always has something to say. He almost always has something to say, something specific that he wants you to hear or something specific that he wants you to do, something specific probably that he wants you to tell other people. You know, God doesn't just appear and show you his glory just so you can feel good. I mean, there's always a purpose behind it. There's always something that he wants to communicate. And whenever you find yourself in a position, just like these common shepherds, whenever you find yourself in a position where you are confronted with the manifest presence of God, and it is unmistakable that the Lord has touched you, that you are in His presence, that He has revealed His glory to you, that is the time to listen. God has something to say. And He said something very specific to these shepherds. He says, I bring you good news of great joy. And He said two things, two main things about the child that was going to be born that he was going to be Savior, and that he was going to be Lord. Now, uh, last, last week I pointed out kind of some specifics about who Jesus was, that he, he, he was and is Savior, that he was and is God, that he was and is human. And we talked about that last week. And, and these verses kind of reiterate a lot of that, that Jesus is Savior, that Jesus is Lord. Can you imagine with me for a moment that you get an angelic proclamation that a child has been born and he's going to be Savior and he's going to be Lord. Not an earthly Savior who would deliver from political rivals. Not a military Savior that would somehow lead in battle. But a true Savior that would provide deliverance from sin for all eternity. He would save people from their sins. And not a Savior among many, but the only Savior. And then, of course, His Lordship. Not a king with an earthly throne or a physical kingdom with borders, but the Lordship of the kind that would reign in our hearts. And this was the reason for joy for all the people. There can be no greater message than this. That should bring us that much joy, that much good news. And who is it for? It's for all. It's for everyone. This is the thing about the message that God has given us to proclaim. There aren't certain people out there that are unworthy of it. 
There aren't certain people out there that we say, well, they're never going to respond to it. There aren't certain people out there that we would say, well, they're never going to be saved. They're not in the in crowd, and so we don't share with them. No, this message of joy, of good news, is for all the people, for everyone. And uh, this was such good news that it was set to music in this heavenly choir. You say, well, uh, now, now wait a minute. How, how about this? How about we get into a tertiary argument? You want to get into a tertiary argument? Do angels sing? Right? Go look that up. Do angels sing? I've heard, I've heard people argue over that before. The Bible doesn't say that they sang. I, I just, I just kind of think they sang. Because they, all, they, they were either singing or chanting or proclaiming or doing something. But it says, a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. These verses are the climax of the entire passage. This heavenly multitude, what they sang or proclaimed or chanted, I, I kind of think they sang it. What they sang was so significant because it spoke about a great benefit to mankind that was available. And what is that great benefit? Is peace. Peace. That's what was proclaimed as the benefit, the good news that was going to bring joy was the fact that there was going to bring peace. There was going to bring peace that would end the division between God and man. That would end division between, uh, between people and, uh, uh, and other people. You see, the birth, the life, death, resurrection of Christ is that which would bring God the most attention, recognition, and glory and praise. And this birth, life, death, resurrection of Christ would also simultaneously bring mankind the most peace imaginable. If you've been saved, you know what I'm talking about. If, you, if you've come to know Jesus as Savior, if you have called upon Jesus and been saved, you know the peace that I speak of. It's happened in your life. It is more than just quietness. It is more than just restfulness. It is, it is a peace and an assurance that we have deep in our soul, a satisfaction that only God can give. And, and this, this, this is... And here's the thing that I, that I find interesting about this statement. What I find interesting is that God's glory and man's peace are linked together. There's something about God receiving glory and attention and recognition that leads to us also having the most peace personally. And I, I, don't, I don't know how to explain how that works. I just know that whenever God is receiving attention and when God is receiving glory, we are experiencing peace. It's just the way that uh, God has intended this. And so this is what happens whenever we see these first evangelists in verse 15 through verse 20. I won't go through all these verses uh, with you and explain all these verses, but the Bible says that they made known the saying that they had been told. 
they had been, their, 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 uh, uh, their nightly routine had been interrupted. They had faced the manifest presence of God. They had seen His glory. They had heard a proclamation. They had heard the good news. And now they were going out and they were making all of this known. And the Bible says that all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. This implies that they were just going out and they were just telling people. They were just communicating what had just happened in their life and everything that the angels had said to them. I want to tell you today that this is the foundation of you being an evangelist for God. You see, it's one thing whenever we hear sermons or messages that says, hey, you need to share your faith, and we say, oh, okay, I feel guilty. I guess I need to go tell people about Jesus. We, we do the same thing with all the spiritual disciplines, right? We talk about how, how reading the Bible is important and how you need to go read your Bible and you're like, okay, I need to go read my Bible more. Or we talk about prayer and the importance of prayer. Okay, I need to, I need to pray more. I need to, I, need to, I need to come to church more. I need to do all these things. Do you know that whenever God makes himself known to you, whenever he speaks to you and shows you his glory, he gives you his peace and gives you his message, you know, all of a sudden you're not, you're not practicing spiritual disciplines out of guilt anymore. You're doing it out of a motivation that God implants inside of you. That's what I want you to pray for 2022. That God would do something so amazing in your life that you just can't help but making it known. That you can't help but telling people what not just what God has done, but what God is doing in your life. That's the way that it's supposed to work. Whenever the Lord speaks to you, whenever the Lord does something amazing inside of you, God wants you to go and tell people. You know, Jesus said that no one lights a lamp and, and hides it, and hides it under a table and, and, and covers it up, but we set it up on a stand and we put it in its place. That's how the Lord wants to let the light of Christ shine through you. When God reveals something to you through his word, share it with people. When God reveals himself to you or speaks to you or does something amazing in your life, go and tell others about it. Those are the opportunities that provide the motivation. They left their sheep behind. They broke out of their routine. They did something completely uncomfortable. They were not themselves as they went out and just told about the glory of God. How much more if common shepherds, everyday average people, can do that in the story of Jesus, how much is, is that also not how God works among us? You see, we know that God speaks to and ministers to and calls average common people, just like I spoke about it at the Christmas Eve service. But do you know that God also uses those same exact common, everyday, ordinary people to be his evangelists in this world. God has not assigned only to super-Christians the responsibility of spreading the gospel. God nowhere in Scripture has said, hey, all you pastors, y'all take the main responsibility 
of proclaiming the gospel. All you seminary professors and life group leaders and super Christians and the most godly among you, let y'all be the ones to go and be evangelists. No, God starts with the everyday common person. You are to go and to tell. You are to have the message of the gospel on your heart, in your soul. It is to pass through your lips. And I can almost guarantee you there are some people in your life that will not hear the gospel unless you tell them. They will not hear the gospel in 2022 unless you make a plan and unless you say, you know what, God, you have touched my life. You've done great things in my life. And I want to be used as an instrument of you to bring the gospel to those people. Would you ask God to interrupt your life? To interrupt your life. Show you his glory like he did to these shepherds. And then use you for his glory to share the gospel with someone in 2022. Would you pray a prayer asking God to do that? Say, Lord, mess up my plans. Mess up my life so that I can have peace and so that I can tell others about you. I, th I, think, that's, I think that's the main response that I want to call us all to today is to pray that we would have a spiritual discipline to evangelize our lost neighbors, our friends, and our family, and our loved ones, and those that we're close to, people that we're at, we're at work with, so that we might speak the gospel to them. They need to hear the gospel. They don't just need to hear you invite them to church, and inviting them to church is great. They don't just need to hear you um, making random statements about God or about spiritual things. They need you to speak the gospel they need you to tell them about Jesus as Savior and Jesus as Lord. Would you spend some time, if there's someone that you can think about right now, would you take a moment just to pray for them? Let's bow our heads and let's close our eyes. And I want you to take a moment just to pray for that person that maybe God has brought to your mind that you need to share the gospel with. Just pray for them and ask the Lord to save them. And listen, if you're, if, if you're in this worship center today, and you're not saved, maybe you need to pray that the Lord would do something in your life. Maybe, maybe the Lord has used just a common preacher today just to speak a simple message about shepherds to you, and maybe you need to respond to God. If you've never been saved today, call upon Jesus and ask Him to save you. And for the rest of us, let's just pray for that person, for those people, that family member, that co-worker, let's pray that God would use you to share the gospel with them. Pray that prayer. Ask God to use you.